What are you doing here? It's challenge day. You know we've influenced nearly every facet of white America. From our music to our style of dress, walk, talk, dress, mannerisms. We enrich your very existence. You should say thank you, man. Welcome to the Black Goo Podcast. I'm your host, Tariq Elamine. I greet you with the greetings of peace. Assalamu alaikum. That is, may the peace that only God can give be upon you. I pray that this is reaching you in the best of health and spirit. I'm really happy to have joining me today, my brother-in-law, Zaki Shahid. He is a married father of four. Uh, he's been married for almost 25 years. He works with incarcerated juveniles. And we're going to have a conversation about black fatherhood. So with that, welcome to the Black Glue Podcast, my brother. Assalamu alaikum. Hey, walaikum assalam. Thank you very much for having me on. Wonderful intro. Um, it's good to be here finally. We've been holding this conversation out for quite a while, I think. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully we are kicking off what we can, uh, something we can keep it going. Yeah, hopefully. This is yeah. uh, just, um, you know, this this just like a casual conversation between the two of us, right? Uh, yeah, that's, that's about it. That's about it. So uh, listeners, uh, lower your expectations. Uh, <laughs> we'll start there. No, so uh, one thing that you and I have talked about, um, and I, I kind of gave your stats, you know, and I'm a father of three, been married for, uh, it'll be 22 years and a couple of months, you know, God willing. And we've talked often about the importance, not just of the black family, but we talk about black fatherhood and how that has been, uh, some of the ways that it's changed, you know, the public perception of it uh, and some of the influences of it. And, you know, a big part of that is in, is in media. So we're just thinking about some of the, uh, some of the portrayals of black fathers that we've seen on the big screen on television. And I want to throw the first uh, softball your way and ask you what, you know, who has been an impactful representation of black fatherhood for you and why? Yeah. Wow. So, um, we haven't had a lot um, of that kind of representation in the media, um, but I, I think I probably wouldn't be alone when I say that the first representation that I that comes to mind for me uh, will be the Cosby Show. You know, yeah. um, Bill Cosby. As much uh, you know, fire and as much uh, negative press that he's been getting um, as of late, um, he's made a huge impact on how I know I've parented, the, the kind of father that I've been. Um, seeing that kind of representation um, back in the, what was it, the 80s? Yeah. 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 yeah 80s. Um, seeing that kind of representation of a successful Black uh, couple um, with a father who was, you know, he was relaxed. He used um, a very relaxed parenting style, um, always presented um, with 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 um, happiness and and comedy, you know, we like to joke around. Um, and to see them successful and have his own business and raise five children, you know, uh, that was amazing to me. So um, if you ask my children, you can if they were when they first started um, watching because they watch the Cosby Show now. A lot of that um, those styles I actually use myself. So it, that would be my first go to when I think about black father representation in the media. What about you? Um, I'm inclined to agree. My own family was compared to the, the Cosby show. 
you know, people called us called us the Cosby's. I think um, I when I first met you guys. Yeah, yeah, four, you know, four girls, one boy. Um, although I was the the oldest in the house. Um, but the the dynamics of the family one, you know, just being one that was open, where there was a lot of communication. Um, and even though my father was not a um he was a, a skilled tradesman, um, you know, was not a, you know, he was a blue collar uh, worker, but but one that was, he was a person that was really committed to education, uh, a, 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 an avid reader uh, mm -hmm. and, a, and a deep thinker. That was one of the things that I saw uh, in that was this family, not that was just well-to-do, but that was, uh, there was a, this element of culture and an appreciation of education uh, that was there. And growing up in a household where, you know, we read, you know, as a family, we read a lot, passed books around. Um, I felt like, I don't know, just, it just, it just, it hit home with me uh, on, on, on so many different levels. And yeah, and you're right. He has gone through, you know, what he's had to deal with in, in, the, in the public eye based on, uh, you know, this legal situation and one thing, uh, that's, that's a different conversation. Yeah. But, but I'm a person who feels like you don't throw away, I, I'm not going to throw away the positive uh, impact, you know, the, 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 you know, like college, college rates went up mm -hmm. you know, in terms of our interest, black folks interest, black youth interest in college going on into higher education, um, just based off of of that program, that representation. So he is, he's definitely somebody, um, his portrayal of Dr. Cle uh, Heathcliff Huxtable was, was tremendously important, um, tremendously important for me. Yeah, and that, you know, like you said, the work that he did, despite what he did as a person has none of, that's not, we can discuss it, but that's not, that's, it's not even necessary to discuss. What we're talking about is the work and the representation that he presented. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And then I would also look at somebody like, you know, um, John Amos, uh, mm. James Evans on Good Times. You know, and that was a groundbreaking, a groundbreaking role. Uh, him coming to television in that role and and him being who he was. I mean, because a, a lot of if you ever get a chance, to, if and you may probably probably already have listened to him talk um about those days and actually what led to him being um basically fired from the show mm. know, was was his uh insistence on a an accurate portrayal of mm. black folks and even though you know we're not not a monolith but there are certain things that if you're talking about a family that that comes from that particular environment that they were trying to portray he was somebody that could speak to that with authenticity Mm -hmm. um and he said basically you know norman lear called him up and said look you know the writers can't handle it um they said you're threatening them and we can't have you because he was like you know see me outside you know yeah. black folks couldn't say that, <laughs> that, that that's exactly the character that he portrayed um yeah. um in in good times and and i think that's what i liked about him you know yeah. he was not a docile person you know he right. confronted, um, he corrected, um, and but he was willing to accept corrections. But that yeah. that was a rarity um, 
for me, it, it just seeing, we, we're talking about black fathers, but just black men in media, to see somebody stand up um, despite not having, you know, uh, uh, the, the status that we're, that, that is normally given to somebody. This guy, is, he's impoverished and he, you know, he's struggling, going job, um, you know, from job to job, you know, but he still stood on his, stood firm ground, you know, had no problems. I, I mean, that was, that was a powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I think one of the important things about the idea of, we're not just saying black men, we're saying black fathers, right? Because as a father, we're looking at a relationship between the mother and also with the children. Um, and that is quite different than just showing an individual black man uh, out there because, you know, you only get to see one, one piece of that. And, uh, and I don't think it's necessarily as, as, uh, as influencing mm -hmm. um, or impactful, I should say, or as impactful for the development of, you know, of that identity. You know, when, when brothers look at television and they see those, those models, they're not just looking at the individual. They're looking at somebody that's connected to a unit that's responsible. When I look at James Evans, and you, and you look at how he was as a father, even though, I mean, did he, I think he whipped, he whipped somebody's behind. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure. You know, you I just kind of knew he did, even if it didn't happen on screen, <laughs> you know, somebody. I'm, I'm sure he laid hands on somebody at some point. <laughs> yeah, but there was this deep, but, but you knew there was love there and there was communication and he was trying to shield his children from you know, from the, the hardships of the world. Even when there was this episode when JJ, he moved out for a minute mm -hmm. um, because he he had got into it, not got into it, but he uh, was basically formed a relationship with an old friend of James that James had fallen out with. He hadn't mm -hmm. spoken to him in like 20 years or whatever. So he wound up moving out, you know, and JJ is a creative, you know, he's an artist doing his thing as strong as uh, as James was portrayed, he was not, that, that strength was not without uh, tenderness and love because in the episode he showed how much he missed his son and he had some crazy excuse for going over there to see him, you know, trying to get him to come back home. Uh, and I felt like that was, that's an important representation of strength. Because yeah. sometimes as, as black men, we feel like, oh, we are, we're fooled into thinking that being strong means with being means being without tenderness, without love, without compassion. Yeah, that 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 um, I don't even want to call it duality because we are we have as uh, black um, fathers or fathers. Period. You know, yeah. you have uh, several different components that build up. You know, the character that makes you. Um, I remember also an episode. Same thing. Um, um, I believe that JJ um, had gotten shot or, you know, he got assaulted by some uh, young, it was a young thug of some sort. Yeah. And he wanted to make sure that this guy, you know, that, that the judge threw the book at this guy. So he went to court to make sure. And the, the guy, uh, the, the young man got let off, right? And mm -hmm. so, so pissed off, he was waiting outside the courtroom and it looked like he was getting ready to, you know, you know, take care of the justice uh, system part himself. Yeah. But he heard the story. He saw his the young man's interaction with his mother and that his father was gone. And, you know, 
So instead of him coming back and, you know, threatening and, you know, he got up and gave the young man some advice, which almost brought him to tears. Yeah. So you saw again that, that harshness ready to defend and, and attack. But then when you saw that this young man was without, you know, addressing the community, you know, ready to be a father again to those, to, to that same guy who was ready to, you know, lay hands on. Yeah. Matter of fact, I remember that episode, the young man's mother basically wrote him off. Yes. In court, she says, you know, I've done everything I can. You know, I'm, I'm done with you. And he could see how that, that hurt the young man. And he was like, really, there's nothing else that I could do to you that would um, equal that. And I see that you're also a product of something that's what, what led you to assault my son. Um, there's a pain behind that that's not addressed. We don't often see that kind of, a, um, I think, that kind of response. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I thought that was, that was really uh, uh, meaningful. Um, who has influenced you in terms of, um, I guess the other part of that, not just as, as a father, but as a husband, who has influenced you? Uh, I, you know, um, as a husband? Yeah. I don't even know how to call. I don't, I don't know how to call that. This is, this is interesting conversation because I would say I took a lot from, I, I would still go with, um, with Cliff. Like I took a lot from the Cosby show. But a lot of and this is, I just want to throw out this point. Like both you and I, we came up with both parents, right? We both, we're, we're products of, um, of two parent household. So we had our father yeah. in our life. Um, um, but even with that, you know, and I love my father to death and he does, um, he is a, um, he's been a very um, powerful moving person in my life. Um, but we look for outside influences, you know, um, mentors of sorts, you know, to try to see how things could be different. I don't know why, why young people do that often. Yeah. Yeah. So even though I looked at um, um, I, I looked at the Cosby show and I looked at um, Good Times and, you know, even Good Times was sort of kind of that was one of those those shows that we sort of kind of modeled ourselves after we still had a fathers to, to look up to. So when I start talking about who influenced me most, it was, it's a compilation. It's not, I don't think it's more, even within the shows. Um, but I did feel, um, this is, and I feel like this is necessary to talk about, like there, even with the, the mentors and the, uh, um, the, those who represent fatherhood, those, those influential people, I still felt like nobody gave me a good book, you know, where I can go letter for letter and, and be a father or be a husband, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I, it's hard for me to choose. That's a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hmm. I think I find myself in a similar situation, although I can point to my own father and say that um, when I look at him, I think there's certain qualities that I feel like I took from his example. I, I think one of them uh, qualities, traits, one of them is a uh, resilience. And, uh, you know, we, you know, I, I remember, because I don't want to give away too much stuff where I got sisters and, 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 and mom calling me. Uh, <laughs> but but I, I think it's safe to say that most people from our community, uh, growing up in the communities that we did, that you had 
you had moments that were uh, some good and, and you know, it's kind of the, the up and down. You know, there are times where, you know, there, there's some folks who don't know what it means to have your lights cut off or your water cut off. Right. You know, and there's other folks, you know, that's that, that just that's just part of life uh, because we live so much of our lives in survival mode. And, uh, and and that being the case, you know, learning how to navigate life in survival mode, uh, being resilient and not, not letting uh, the setbacks define you or stop you. I think that that is one of the things that I took, you know, from my parents, but certainly from my father. Yeah, you know, water got cut off, and he go outside and he made his own tool to cut the water back off. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, um, that's that's how we. It's it's funny that we mentioned those two uh, uh, two different parenting styles and actually two different positions in life, right? Impoverished yeah. and successful. Yeah, like, that's you can relate to um, uh, to uh, um, what's it, John Adam Amos. John Amos, yeah. What's it? I forget his name. John Amos. You yeah. can relate to him because uh, for me, when I look at good times, I, it was relatable because I wasn't, we didn't have a, 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 you know, we weren't financially, we weren't wealthy, we weren't middle class, we were poor, you know? Yeah. So I, I can relate to that. But Cosby was something that I aspired for. You know, that's something that I wanted more of. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it, it's 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 good. It's challenging, but you know, coming up once you become a father, I knew all of that was television. <laughs> yeah, didn't know it as a as a young man, but you know, when when you actually have your first child and you're um, you know you're trying to uh, maneuver this whole thing called parenthood with all of the the the, the trials outside in the world, mm -hmm. you know that's what I mean. Like. Okay, we looking at that, but it don't always end nice and sweet like it did on Cosby. You know, it's not always a quick wrap up, thirty minutes, and it's over with. You know, right. this is a lifetime uh, commitment. Yeah, and and I think your point about not having a manual, mm -hmm. I, I think that's that's pretty important. That's that's something really to kind of sit with and think about because personally, as a father to to, to daughters. Mm -hmm. If I was to look at television, and I know we're not saying that, you know, that that's where you're going to get all your answers, but we we can't act like that representation doesn't matter. We can't act like, you know, what people see on television is not establishing a value system for them or uh, kind of programming behavior. And that's why they call it TV programming. You know, it's, it's what you respond to and how you go out and act. Uh, we think about how the whole black exploitation era of, of filmmaking and what that did to black culture. Yeah. You know, it's unavoidable. We, we know that it exists. But when I think about just being a, a father to, to, to black women mm -hmm. and how that was not something that I had a roadmap for, mm -hmm. you know, like what parts of me do I have to develop what do I have to, you know, scale back? Because I think anybody, and, and you know this, you know, any any man with daughters, you recognize that they change you. And I think even your sons, right? I don't have sons, but you know, you you could better speak to that. Right. But your children change you in ways um, that you you know you may not necessarily be expecting or ready for. Yeah. 
Uh, and, you know, you kind of wish that, man, I wish somebody would have tapped me on the shoulder and said, look, okay, you're going to need to dial back, <laughs> you know, in this area, you're going to have to step up in this, you know, because it really is on a job training. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely on the job training. And I was going to ask you that because you, you have a different experience with uh, three girls, you know, yeah. um, you don't only, uh, uh, the, that level of testosterone is low in your house. <laughs> yeah. You Got to manage that. Um, <laughs> yeah. But so, I mean, in that, that being said, I, what, what do you think some of the most, um, uh, what are some trials that you have? If you don't mind me asking the question. No, no, that, that's fine. You have, um, and being a black father though, right? Not just a father, but raising three girls in this society. You know, I think the first is with, um, man, being, being, being completely honest is, is being aware of the amount of trauma that has been inflicted on so many women, mm. um, particularly black women. And then understanding that I'm in a really, not just a, a privileged position, right? To, to, to try to bring up uh, women to be a part of this with my wife, right? But to, but to play a part in giving my daughters a secure uh, foundation Mm. um to give them an example right to try to to show through example how they should be treated in the way that i treat my wife mm. right and then also you know and how i how i how i treat them how I, I interact with them that's the i think that's one of the things that's constantly in the back of my head as i look at like there's just there's so much trauma in in our communities uh, when you start looking at the statistics so like one in four women has has been the victim of uh, a sexual assault. Yeah. Right. And you're like, wow, like one in four, it can make you extremely guarded and distrustful. But I think it's also increased my my, my resolve to, you know, for, for what we can control within our own home, you know, say, okay, well. We know we can't control what happens in the world, but we can try to give you a foundation and give you security. So um, as you do go out in the world, at least you're, you're, you're getting there from, hopefully from a, a position of, uh, of security and you know, where you feel like you've been affirmed and supported. Um, it's really, in, in a lot of ways, even though, you know, as Muslims, we say Allahu Alam, you know, Allah, Allah is the best knower, and, you know, God has a final decision and decree. Mm -hmm. To some degree, it's still a, a bit terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, what about you? What, what do you, how have you navigated that? So, I mean, I, 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 um, I agree. I know, you know, I got two boys and two girls. Yeah. Um, and so it was a challenge. Actually, my girls were a challenge because I come up um, all old, um, seven of us. And uh, six of us boys, right? So yeah. <laughs> that was one girl, and she was the youngest. So most of the fathering that I seen was done to boys, <laughs> right. you know. Um, so my girls definitely they have opened my mind to a lot of different things. I mean, my wife was especially we talked about being Muslim, you know. 
perception, this can be a long conversation. <laughs> it's so hard to narrow this down. So, you know, the perception of uh, the religion um, uh, on women, um, uh, the community, the, the, the um, you know, the society's perception on women um, and how we, we, we interpret that, it becomes more personal for you as a, as a man when you yeah. think about how it affects your, your seed, your daughters, you know. So it came to a point where, you know, I got more involved in those kind of discussions and, uh, you know, making sure I'm, I'm clear in, in, in that area so that I can share it with my daughter so she can, you know, manage her way through society that is, you know, basically um, uh, a, um, uh, supported for men, you know, it's, I can't think of the word. Um, but yeah, so. But when we talk about challenges, I just want to share out one of my challenges uh, for me. You know, I strive hard to be a good father, but my biggest challenge is trying to be um, uh, trying to father intentionally. And I think I might have mentioned this to you before. Yeah. Like, like you said, there's no manual. We just get in there and you think that, you know, fathering is just going to come and it's going to happen naturally. And it does mm -hmm. to really try to perfect fathering. You know, it's got to be intentional, you know. I feel like um, I've been trying to put, make plans, you know, how you schedule to complete a project or, you know, finish a, a job assignment or whatever. You don't just get in there and just dive in, you know, you sort of kind of, you should make provisions, you know, um, you know, make plans and uh, do your research and, you know, make sure you put it in your schedule. And yeah. that's been difficult for me because um, I, I, I'll be honest, originally I thought it just would, happen naturally you know mm -hmm. and it does but you'll miss a lot of things you know if you don't you know make it intentional yeah i agree i agree i think i was intended to be a father to girls <laughs> um you know uh, i've always been outnumbered so <laughs> you know growing up as the only boy in the house with four younger sisters uh and then more, more uh, girl cousins and boy cousins. You know, as a matter of fact, of the, the group of us, there's like I think five or six of us born in the same uh, within the same 12 months, and I'm the only only boy. Mm -hmm. um, and then having three daughters, uh, so I'm I'm extremely comfortable interacting with women. And <laughs> and there have been times when. As I'm talking to them, I might be talking to them what I guess what might might seem to be uh, women issues, mm -hmm. you know, and they'll look over and go, Dad, and I'm like, what? I said these are these are these are natural things, you know, and uh, so so that comfort has always been there. But then I also have to, uh, you know, I have to negotiate their perception because you know it's not just about what they see in the home; it's also about uh, as they go out into the world, they're developing expectations and they form kind of different, um, uh, expe you know, expectations. Mm -hmm. And then you kind of mix those things up as they come home, you know, is what I see at home, does that kind of mesh with what I see out in the world, my friends and stuff like that. Um, one of the biggest things for me has been, I think as, as far as challenges, or I guess an ongoing mission is to let my uh, to kind of reassure my daughters. Uh, mm. Number one, I guess as all parents, we sound like old people. 
<laughs> I was your age. I was your age at one point. Yeah. Right? And two, you are still developing. You're still growing. You're you're a human being. Uh, and I am not just like, you know, Allah, just like God does not demand perfection of us, mm-hmm. demands, you know, uh, persistence and, and uh, you know, that we keep coming back. We keep trying. So when I tell them things like, look, you can tell me anything without without judgment. Uh, I'm not here to beat you over the head about bad decisions that you might make uh, or things that you might be, you know, thinking about or whatever. I just want to be a resource to you. I want to, um, I want to try to help you navigate as much, but getting that across to them when they actually can really see that, that's, that's a, uh, that's a hill to climb. Yeah. Uh, so I feel like that's like a consistent kind of a battle. And I guess it don't help always. They say, you know, with preachers' kids, and I guess you can <laughs> attest to this as well. Whatever your faith tradition is, but as the that's one of the roles they've seen me in for most of their lives as imam. Um, and I, I think sometimes that may impact their own uh, their perception. When I say I'm taking that that hat off, I'm just looking at you. Look, I'm just your dad. Yeah. <laughs> Are you just my dad? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, and then that whole ideal of what happens with preacher kids, right? They become <laughs> that concept. You're always overly concerned about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I, I think that um, I, I like what you said about um, trying to show the reality of the situation, you know, not just, um, uh, um, you know, the, the full. You know, like we have faults. We're not always right. I don't. Right. I, I'm. A, I'm. I am quick to share when I'm wrong with my children. You know. Mm-hmm. I know we we try to wear this, uh, this hat that we are always correct. That we are because we want to, right? We want to be firm. We want to be the example. You know. We want some. We don't want to be that person that they look up to. But that involves showing them that even that person makes mistakes. And how the how that person responds to mistakes, you know, uh, that, that 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 we're all people, you know, we're not, you know, we're not these perfect characters, we're not, you know, TV characters like we were talking about, you know. And so I I I, I strive hard. Sometimes it bites me in the butt, though, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, I you know, I, I don't mind talking about anything with my my children for the most part, and I'm usually a straight shooter. Um, yeah. When I make a mistake, I tell them, "Yep, yeah, I made a mistake. It was me, my bad." You know, and then I'll show them how you know how to address it. But you know, they'll look at me, and when they make a mistake, which is good, like, "Well, Daddy, you do this. You did X, Y, and Z." Mm-hmm. You know, well, okay, yeah, but how are you going to correct it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the response. And you know, like even from a religious standpoint, right? We look at Prophet Muhammad, peace and prayers be upon him. As a as the model character, right? Model character is uh, as, as a uh, human character, and even in retelling stories about him, talking about his character, there is still the factor of not seeing, not seeing it with your with your own eyes, right? Mm-hmm. So I mean, you know, they they've heard they've heard the the, the stories, hadith. Um, and we talk about how beautiful the character is, but the but the fact remains, 
is that you have to, what you see with your own eyes in your life, whether that's in your own house or on the, on the television screen as to what might be possible, that still has weight. Sometimes it, it carries even a greater weight depending upon where you're at in your development, mm -hmm. right? Like now at the point that we are now in life, we can look at that, those character, uh, that description and, and, and really, and probably appreciate it a lot more because we have the, the ability, you know, to kind of, to form these perceptions uh, or I should say uh, conception to conceive of, of him in life, to, to kind of maybe even look at some situations that we've gone through in life and make these comparisons and see where those, those character uh, traits, those strengths, could have been employed to our benefit. Um, but, but between that and where we are, um, where we were, or where our children are, it becomes like really important for them to see the action. And I, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll give this quick, quick observation, you know, you give me your, your thoughts. I remember a point where my father was the only person in the house who was making prayer regularly. Right. And I think I might have been like about like 11, you know, 11 or, or, or 12 or something like that. And that's technically that's supposed to be at the age where I'm responsible. I should, you know, I should be making my salat, right? Age of responsibility. Yeah. And but he never said, hey, get over here and, and pray. He never did that. He will call the prayer, he'd make a call for prayer. And and then he would simply pray. And that was it. And that's what he did all the time. And um, and then eventually, I think we just kind of fell in line, right? His consistency, his example said more than anything. Uh, that was a greater invitation than uh, and more impactful than him saying, hey, get over here and just be standing up to pray and my mind be elsewhere. Yeah. Right. So I think modeling in person is something that's you know as a father um i've, I've seen that is is really like being one of the most important things you know for me is to try to be consistent in what i'm doing and to your point when i'm wrong which is not something that we're kind of a, you know acculturated we're not used to doing admitting when we're wrong yeah especially as men yeah yeah yeah, that, that's something that, um, and for me, I, and um, when it comes to uh, the things that are important, I try hard to be consistent, like you said. That's like, I, I would be curious what the, 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 my children would say about it, you know, but. <laughs> right, I mean, right. I mean, you know, like I, I have, as far as me, I, I, we make the call, um, mm -hmm. but I do give a little shove, but. Yeah. I, I'll give them a little time, but once it gets close to, especially for Fajr, right? For the yeah. morning prayer, when it gets close to its time to go out, it's going down with or without you. Right. We'll just be <laughs> notified later. <laughs> yeah. 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 That, that consistency in that in that factor, in that being that um, example, especially when it comes to the dean, when so when it comes to the religion, yeah. uh, I'm always consistent with it. Um, I try to. <laughs> yeah. Try consistent with that 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 alone and I, if I remember in my household we we got the call mm -hmm. and uh um I don't know if we at one point we got you know we got you know pushed and shoved 
But then I think I think I'm going back to it. That there are stages. There's a point when we turned a certain age, and it was like, you know, the call. Call was made. We used to live downstairs. Maybe a tap on the floor, and yeah. that was. And you know, if you missed it, you got up and make your prayer. You know, yeah. your own time. So it, the the important the stages are important. We were talking about being the Superman for like young kids, like you say, who have a different perspective. They're at a different stage of growth. They do look to um, uh, uh, other mentors or people um, who are going to who, who they look to be perfect. You know, to show them those, those stages. And you are I'm thinking about it. You know, when when we had our kids a little, we were Superman to them. My father was super man to me at a certain age, yeah. but then you see their their um, their trials, right? Their their difficulties. You see them as different, but I think what's important is that it's explained, right? When you make those mistakes and you realize that you made that mistake, that you don't necessarily hide it, but you explain, and then you show them how to recover. Yeah, I think what you what you're bringing up is so we go from the individual households and then. You know, we've kind of already talked about how uh, there's an environment, you know, outside of the home that's also influencing um, development. And I think that's why it's so important. Uh, that's why there's been this push for community, you know, community building. Uh, I think our, our children have been really blessed in terms of not just, you know, the nuclear families, but the, the extended families um, mm -hmm. that we have that support God consciousness, that support, you know, when we get together, you know, what's time for pray, you know, prayer? You know, we pray together. Mm -hmm. um, and it reinforces that as, a, as something that is important. That's a desired behavior. Now, I want to kind of go back to where we were at the very beginning. We talked about some of the, the fathers. You know, I think we mentioned, uh, who do we talk about? Uh, uh, Cosby and Good Times. Mm -hmm. um, and we also got James Avery from uh, Fresh Prince and mm -hmm. uh, Red Fox from San Francisco. Even though that was a different, you know, that was not like, you know, he was already developed. You know, Lamont was already a grown man. So that's a different age, man. That's that was that was fatherhood. Yeah, but he just he did not come across as a sage. It wasn't like you know he was he did not come across as a deep thinker. You know, it was funny. It was an it was entertaining. Yeah. Um, uh, and then go ahead. You want to say? I I think it gives variety though. You know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That there is not like we talked about, you know. He, it's, it's, it's funny because I was just having a conversation with my wife about we watched Sanford and Son. You know, I'm, I'm we're exposing the kids to some of the old school, um, you know, old school uh, shows. Yeah, I was looking at uh, uh, um, Lamont, and Lamont seemed, appeared to be abusive to his father. You know, he, <laughs> but the conversation it, they had crossed that Lamont was a grown man, so conversation was different now. He didn't have to tolerate. What he would have tolerated from his father then, and that 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 I think that's a sign for us to see a different stage of fatherhood and parenthood, you know. Yeah. yeah. But it shows that variety, and you know, he comes from a different background than Cliff Huxley. Cliff Huxley, you know. Yeah, yeah, I, and and I appreciate that too. And I, and one thing I don't I don't think we want to see is the same type of representation all the time. Um. But what we can say is that we've not seen. Uh, with all of the different uh, rep representation we've seen, we've not seen a black Muslim family yeah. on on like on a, on a sitcom. Um, we've seen Jewish families, you know. We've seen Irish Catholics. We've seen, 
you know, white families and even Asian families. And I think they finally, which, and that was a breakthrough, right? I think it's called uh, Fresh Off the Boat. It ran some years ago. I just remember seeing it because, you know, you didn't see many Asian uh, centered uh, families. Um, yeah. But, what you know. So um, Kim's Convenience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a pretty hilarious show. Um, <laughs> but we've not seen, we haven't seen a black Muslim family sitting. And I know even in, even if that was like to happen tomorrow, there's a lot of diversity yeah. in that, right? How would that look? Would it, would it look like the, would they try to present it like a Muslim, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, how would they look? Because there's so many different ways that the, the Black Muslim family could be represented uh, and portrayed in so many different ways that um, father and mother, you know, uh, could come across. But that representation does matter. And I think the representation would have a, it would have an impact. Yeah, it, it would, it would um, we are a unique species, you know, <laughs> black, <laughs> Muslim. And I mean, you, you know, like you said, there are different types of Muslims. So we, we, we represent different areas, but we, I take any one of them. <laughs> black, Whatever nation of Islam, brother, black Su- a Sunni brother, black, Dar. Yeah, yeah, what, whatever. It would be nice to Khamenei, see. Man, Muhammad, our community, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, it you know, it's, I think that's a long time coming. I don't know when we will see that. Yeah, but it would be nice to see that. I think that if that was rep- that were represented, it would uh, maybe it's because I'm black Muslim, but it would yeah. <laughs> it would set the stage. It would it would. Uh, it would set the stage for a lot of people to um, to reflect and, and sort of look at as a um, as a guide, you know, especially African Americans. Uh, so I don't know. That's coming from my perspective, um, uh, but we don't have any of that. That that one, the one that you mentioned, the Muslim, you know, that wasn't for me. It was like he was like uh, the end, <laughs> the father. <laughs> that's how they rep. I think that's how they perceived Muslims at that time. It was right after 9-11, I think. Um, yeah. Roger, uh, what's his name? Guinevere Smith or um, I know he was he played in Malcolm X. I remember seeing him in that. Yeah. He'd been around for a minute and Neil Long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we haven't had that yet. I think that's a long time coming. Um, before we well, I don't want to say that, you know. I guess it's for us to write the books and the movies, you know, we have to, you know not just you and I, but those who want to be represented, you know, we have to put pen to paper. I'm glad you mentioned that because I think as we, that feels like we're starting to wind down. Yeah. Um, one of the most important lessons in terms of uh, inspiration and thought leadership uh, that has been given to, uh, particularly that's been um, uh, encouraged from the black Muslim uh, experience here in the United States of America has been this mantra of do for self, right? Mm-hmm. Which came, which was, you know, associated with the Nation of Islam and the uh, Honorable Elijah Muhammad. And from a, in terms of taking responsibility for your representation, for your, um, for your own lives, I don't think anything could be more important when we talk about that representation. And even though Norman Lear is looked at as, and, and rightfully so from within that system, for giving voice and putting a black family on television, not, not just one, because he was also behind the Jeffersons as well, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think 
a couple other shows. But now with this uh, this age that we're in right now, where people can do shows on their phone, you can get a camera and have a, a YouTube channel. Um, we're in a position now where we really can, if that's important to us, and not just to you and I, but to anyone who's listening and understand the, the importance of that identity, who, who understands the importance of seeing Black Muslim uh, fathers and mothers and children and families uh, represented, we're responsible for that. We don't, we don't have to wait for somebody to put us on. Yeah, and we gotta appreciate, like we were just talking about what Cosby did for us. And yeah. now we have this next generation, we're looking around trying to see what's out there. Um, and like you said, the, the media, what they, the, the, the youth of today are now, you know, they're in a phone, in a computer, in a screen at all times. Everything yeah. is done through, through media and that, you know, in their interactions, everything. So they need that. We do. We, we got to take it serious and, um, you know, represent ourselves, knowing that it's, it's important because it does shape us. Yeah, and, and regardless of, of what community or what, um, uh, how I was represented, I'm pretty sure there's going to be being by. <laughs> so I'm good. <laughs> being by. Uh, it's like the symbol of black Muslims, man. It is bean pie, uh, bean soup. Yeah. Um, so I'm That's what's up. Um, well, brother, I appreciate you uh, taking time uh, to come on and uh, have this conversation. And I really feel like I know there's a lot of tangents that we could really just keep going down. Um, but this, I think, this obligates us to have another conversation soon. Yeah. Inshallah. Inshallah. Yeah. Thank you for having me. And I enjoyed the conversation, brother. Good. Alhamdulillah. Likewise, likewise. All right, family. Uh, we appreciate you joining us. Remember, you can keep up with us on social media. You'll find us. Um, just look up Black Blue Podcast, uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, if you are listening on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you're listening, make sure that you're not, you're not just listening once, but that you have subscribed, uh, that you are sharing so that you can keep up with us as we continue to have, hopefully, uh, valuable conversations. And if you'd like to uh, communicate with us, you can do so via email, theblackbluepodcast at gmail.com. That's theblackbluepodcast at gmail.com. So we're going to leave you now as we greeted you. Until the next time, assalamu alaikum. May the peace that only God can give be upon you.